Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. And today, you know what? I'm going to talk about something that's really been on my mind a lot lately. But I want to first say, before we get into the podcast, that you all know that I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not against COVID. I believe that it's 100% real. I believe in science. I have a degree in science. But there have been some things throughout this pandemic that have, in my opinion, gone unnoticed, but maybe not necessarily only unnoticed. There's also been some things that I think have gotten less attention that should have really gotten a lot of attention. And it's affected me. And that has to do with the mental health behind this pandemic. And more importantly, there have been some things going on throughout the pandemic that have exacerbated that. So I just wanted to preface by saying this is not some sort of like crazy political believe in this, but not believe in that. I can promise you that there's someone within the five closest people to you that have experienced something like I've experienced, even if it's just a little bit. And hopefully it'll help you be a little bit more compassionate or even just maybe look at the world in a different way through someone else's eyes and you'll be able to help them trust and believe in themselves. So let's talk about it. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right. So I got to give you all the backstory. I've had so many people in my childhood die of cancer that I believe that I have PTSD from it. Obviously, you all know that I was very close to my grandparents. They basically raised me. My grandmother had breast cancer twice. The second time she had breast cancer, she was like, I'm just not even going to take the medicine anymore because she was just like, I'd rather go be with your grandfather who had already passed away. He had prostate cancer. I was there from the very beginning of his prostate cancer. I was in my bedroom at about 16 years old. And I just remember it was around maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Cause that's about the time where I turned off my light to go to sleep. And I just remember my grandfather, 
always knew which one of them were going to the bathroom because I lived in a house where the floors were a little rickety. So I could tell if it was light steps, it was my mom. If it was big old steps, it was pop pop. But I just remember him going to the bathroom and closing the door. And you've never been affected by hearing a grown, powerful man cry. I should say I've never been affected like I was affected that day. My grandfather went into the bathroom and I guess he had experienced a tremendous amount of pain while trying to go to the bathroom. And I just heard him crying. I've never heard my grandfather have pain before. He was always praying and just like really strong. And so he got in the bathtub. You know, I kind of let it go and he got in the bathtub, which was literally on the other side of my wall uh, from my bedroom. And I just heard him in a tremendous amount of pain. And so as I was walking out of my room to go into the bathroom, which I never did before while he was in the tub and my grandmother was coming down the hallway and we kind of looked at each other like, you know, I'm looking at her, you know, like, what should I do? Because, you know, I've never walked into the bathroom on pop-up before. And we kind of looked at each other and, and simultaneously in thought was just like, let's just go in here. And I remember I've never felt such a tremendous amount of like feeling someone's pain before that. Um, and we went in the bathroom and we pulled him out. We I literally we had to pull him out of the tub and get him onto the bathroom floor. He was, you know, wet and just like it was just a, a, a horrible day. And from that point on, you know, going through his prostate cancer experience to the point where he ended up passing away years later. But it was it was kind of the inception of his like, you know, life decline. And I hate to use it that way, but it kind of was he after that, he just kind of slowly went on a decline, ended up in bed a lot of the time. And this is someone who I was who was extremely powerful to me. I mean, he was the most powerful person I had ever met. He was, you know, my day, the day I moved in, where I was going through moving out of my house and and, and trying to understand what life was at 14 years old and coming from being molested and me going through my pain. He was my lifeline and he was the one that prayed for me and was like, we're going to get through this. Even though I never told him what was going on. You know, he was just like this really powerful person. So that was, that affected me a lot. And even if you go to my, the other side of my family, my step monster side of my family, both grandparents on that side died of cancer. So I just had this like really horrible fear of dying because everyone that died in my life when I was a kid, it was a horrible experience. And so health became really important to me. And as a very young person, I was just, I was always kind of afraid of death. And I was always afraid of being sick. If I got the flu, I mean, it was a wrap for me. I was just like, oh my gosh, I've been like that forever. And even as an adult, when I met Scott, I remember meeting Scott. And I said to Scott, I said, listen, when I get sick, I'm a nightmare. I was like, I am a timer. So I have to tell you, this is like, beef. this is way before COVID exists. This is, you know, just my life in general and, you know, going to therapy about it and talking about it and whatever. I feel like it's really important for me to be extremely uh, transparent and honest about where I was before COVID started and, and before the media kind of took COVID to a place that it went to. I'll be straight up. I'm not, you know, I'm not one to like throw news organizations under the bus, but 
we would be in the house, pandemic comes on, first thing you do is you turn on the news. What is what is the news station that we watched most? It was CNN. We were like, all right, let's turn on CNN. Let's see what's going on. And I remember, mm, I don't know, probably three months into the pandemic, Scott just being like, so annoyed. We had put our kids to bed and he was so annoyed. And I was like, why? I was like, why are you annoyed right now? Like, you're not even telling me why you're annoyed. He was like, because this entire thing is fear-based. He was like, they're literally just trying to scare everyone. And he was like, there's a little bit of science and a lot of fear, a little bit of science and a lot of fear. And at the time, I, I didn't process it that way because I was just kind of like, Okay, well, I, I'm taking away the information because as a as a person who has a degree in science, I'm like, oh, like I want to know the science. I'm, I wish I could be in a laboratory. You know, I want to know where this came from. But then, as the pandemic went on, and a lot of you know, at the beginning of May of this year, I started to experience a lot of mental health behind, you know, kind of giving to myself last. I re- I realized that. A lot of my my uh, mental health issues and, and anxiety came from just the pandemic and the information I was being fed on a constant basis. And I used to wake up and be like, I'm going to turn on the news. That's what I wanted to do. I, I drank my coffee and turn on the news. And I don't know. Everyone has their own news source. A lot of what they do is try to keep you tuned in. So they can make money on advertising and they use keywords that keep you tuned in and they'll put something in that's going to be like, they want you to go, oh my God, I have to stay throughout this commercial. I got to get the information. The longer the pandemic went on and the longer I watched the news, I put that in quotes, the more stressed I got to the point where. I can't even get a cold. I can't even have a dry throat in Arizona. Y'all, I wake up. I've always had a dry throat when I woke up. We keep, I keep at least either a big bottle of water next to my bed or I, that's just probably bad, but I probably have like four cups next to my bed because I'm always drinking water. So I've always had a dry throat. First thing that I think about is, oh my gosh, I wonder if I have COVID. Like we were just on vacation. Many of our friends have some sort of sinus infection or, you know, a cough, maybe just from traveling. And I have that cough now and my nose is a little bit stuffy. And I literally just got tested for for COVID before we left the resort. And on this island, there's literally no COVID because they test you before you get there. They test you before you leave your room when you get there. And everyone on the island is tested. And my brain still is like, oh my gosh, I think I might have COVID. But it, it, it's more than that for me. And this is what I want to really talk about, you know, what being a hypochondriac is about and how I feel that this entire pandemic has exacerbated that. Like, I don't stop there. I will, you know, feel a a symptom and then I'll Google the symptom and then I'll keep Googling the symptom and until I get to the worst possible thing that it could be. That's all I'll say. But now when you Google something, if you Google sore throat, it'll probably come up sore throat C-O-V-I-D. <laughs> if, you, if you Google stuffy nose, if you Google symptoms of, a lot of times it'll come up symptom. I'm just going to say it, it'll come up symptoms of COVID. And so now every, like I was supposed to meet up with a friend in New York City. 
And he was like, oh, I felt, woke up feeling a little weird today. And he sent me a picture of him in a line getting a COVID test. You know, before, that's not the first thing we thought about. Before it was just like, oh, I have a cold. Let me, you know, kind of wait a day to see what it is. And, but the point is like this picture that he sent me, this line was hella long. It was the craziest thing. A week and a half ago before I left New York, there was, you know, there were people waiting inside to get a COVID test. And, you know, nine days later, there's a line around the block. I just think that we're in a really unhealthy place, at least I am, when it comes to getting sick and just general health. Because now I'm in a place where I'm overlooking everything and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I have COVID. To the point where people I'm with every single day, I'm just like, you know, I almost texted Chip and Elliot this morning being like, oh my gosh, I don't know if you guys should come in because I have a cough, knowing that they have the same cough. You know, but I'm all, I'm like, but mine is different. My, like, this is it. Like mine is like, I got it. You know, my mind just like constantly goes there, constantly goes there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And the thing is, it's just not healthy. I think I heard one segment on the news recently because I purposely, I purposely was like, let me watch the news to make sure that I'm not being crazy. And I turn on the news and it is exactly what I said. It's just constantly COVID scare, COVID this, COVID that, COVID this, COVID that, COVID that. And I've only heard one psychologist on one of the news stations say, you know, we should be very mindful that there are a lot of people that are suffering from the mental health behind COVID and that it was really cool because they said, you know, there are a lot of... um, There are a lot of, you know, companies, organizations or therapist sites that you can use if you feel like you are overwhelmed to the point where and I was actually very pleased and relieved that they gave uh, the number to the suicide hotline prevention hotline. I think it was just like the first time that I heard on the news that people are really giving weight to the fact that this is taking people down a crazy path of just like mental stress, stress, anxiety, people who suffered from depression, probably getting worse. And now, you know, a lot of people during the pandemic were, well, everyone was kind of quarantined, right? And I had never experienced being quarantined by myself. For me, I have, you know, my I live with my in-laws now. So it's Scott, myself, my kids, my in-laws. And then here, Team Shanti, uh, you know, obviously Chip and Ellie are here. So we had a family as we were kind of going through the pandemic and you had people to talk to. And in Arizona, like you can still go outside, you know, but there, there are places in the world that you have to stay in your house. And a lot of these places where people are, they don't have roommates. They are obviously single. They may have lost their job. So not only are they sitting in their house, 
They are stressed that they don't have money. Some of them could be sufferers of anxiety or depression or maybe even in a strained relationship. Some people got stuck in a house with a spouse that they were on the verge of getting a divorce with. And now they're stuck in a house and there's no outlet. I just want to be very clear. I am in no way, and I said this before, I'm not trying to ignore the fact that there's you know, a disease out there that is killing people. But I definitely feel like we should be able to have a bigger conversation around how it's affecting people. Because for me, if I walk outside, I can't look over my shoulder and see COVID, right? Like I, like I can't look over my shoulder and be like, oh, there it is. So I'm walking outside and I'm constantly in this place of fear. I got a massage yesterday. The first thing I say to the massage therapist when he walks in the room, can you guess what I said? The first thing I say is, you're going to hear me cough, but it's not COVID. Like, I literally have to preface things and be like, I got tested. It's not this. And, you know, luckily, you know, even though the massage wasn't that great, <laughs> luckily he was a really nice guy. And, you know, at this place, you know, they have to wear masks and stuff. And he was like, don't worry about it. I get it. It's completely fine, you know, but just the fact that you have to like constantly talk about this thing is just overwhelming. You know, you're supposed to be at a spa, you're supposed to relax and they have social distancing measures in there, which is totally fine, but it's just way too overwhelming. And that's why I'm so happy that on the podcast we do have, we are sponsored by better help better h e l p because like i said a lot of people are scared to leave the house they don't want to leave the house and or they're just afraid to talk to someone in person and it's just a really great way for you to get the help that you need and to maybe talk to somebody who's not going to judge you for being that way because there was a lot of times during this process where i would even be afraid to tell scott that i was overwhelmed. I mean, I would be in the house and he'd be like, you know, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm, you know, nothing. I'm fine. And I'll go play with the kids to the point where I would just be sitting at the table and he'd be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, I would literally start crying. I'd be like, I'm so overwhelmed because I suffer from hypochondria in like a really bad way. And so that on top of the fact that I have to leave him and the boys, and then I have to go to you know, Los Angeles and I have to be around people who I don't know. I don't know where they are. I don't know if they're partying at night. You know, I have to be in enclosed spaces and up close to people who I'm, I haven't really had the, the chance to vet out, if you will. It's just also overwhelming. So for me, I would just be super overwhelmed and I'd be afraid to talk about it. And so that's the next point I want to say is if you have somebody and you're afraid to you know, talk to a therapist or you have a spouse or a best friend, it's so important for you to be able to get it out and to talk to people. I'm lucky enough that I can talk to anybody in my inner circle, if you will. I can talk to Alex. I can talk to Chip. I can talk to Elliot. I can talk to Scott. I can talk to his mom and dad. I can talk to almost anybody who's close to me about the way that I'm feeling without feeling judged. And so I just really encourage you to find that person or people who you can really feel free to talk to as you're going or as we, as a world, as we're going through this process, because just being able to get it out and not being able, not having to 
you know, hold it all in, if you will, is going to make you feel better. So my challenge to a lot of you out there is, you know, we have the Unity community on Facebook, you know, so if you want to check out the Supporter Hub and the Unity community, you can look at the link uh, in the show notes. But, you know, we have a community where people talk about everything. So find a community, find an accountability partner, (laughs) even if your accountability partner is not through nutrition or fitness, and it's just, I need an accountability partner to help me kind of get through the day, just to get out my thoughts. So to talk about my fears. While I do believe a licensed uh, therapist, a licensed professional is the best way to do that. At the bare minimum, you should not have to hold those things inside. And um, the other thing I'll say is my brother's not married to my sister-in-law anymore, but I still call her my sister, my sister-in-law, Nicole. You know, she's the first person (laughs) who I was able to open up to about my Googling. And she is like, hell yeah. She was like, I'm on the same path. I'll start Googling and Googling and Googling. And so I start planning my funeral. And she was like, it's just so weird that you Google to the point where you're planning your funeral. And I'm like, I know, why are we doing that? But it's, it's now come to the point where you Google until you know you have COVID. And so for some of us out there, like I said in the beginning, a lot of you may not be going through this. You, you may not even think about this. I might sound really crazy to you that I even think about doing that or I even think that I could be sitting in my house and it creeps under my door and I'm going to get it. This could sound so crazy to you, but there are people out there that are even in a deeper state of fear than me. Like there are people who don't even want to leave their house right now or they do leave the house and they do go to work and they're probably working, sitting next to you, either at a cubicle or in your your meeting. And they look like they're going throughout the day and they're fine. But underneath, they are extremely stressed and they're going through a lot. So, you know, try not to Google. The other thing is it's okay to walk up to people and say, you know, how are you? Not just like the general how are you? I, I remember when I was younger and I used to go to Europe and I would say, how are you doing? Like my friends in Europe would be like, are you really asking me that? Cause you Americans just kind of say that, but you really don't want to know how people are doing. I was like, Ooh, the shade. I was like, well, I mean, it is kind of a figure of speech to say hi to people, but I think now it's just really important to pull someone aside if you can and just say, Hey, how are you doing? Even if they seem happy, just like, how are you doing? How's life? No, I really want to know because just allowing someone to know that you kind of care about them and giving them, you know, just feeling like they can be able to, to, to talk about their fears or it could just be a step to be like, Oh wow. Like someone does care and they can come back to you later. So I'm just going to leave by saying, if you're going through a lot and you are definitely struggle with any kind of mental health around the pandemic, even if you're not a hypochondriac, even if it's anxiety or depression or there are a slew of mental illnesses and mental struggles that we all have on a daily basis, I just really invite you to talk about it. And I think most importantly, it's just so important that you know you are not alone in this process. Someone like me who pushes you to believe in yourself, to dig deeper, I can like, you know, some good exercises. I can push my way through a tremendous amount of pain in doing a push-up. But mentally, when it comes to this pandemic and illness and and sickness, like it is, I don't even want to say it's a weakness for me. It's a trouble spot for me that I 
you know, I'm, I'm glad that I have this podcast to work through, but I'm gl- also glad that I have a support system in my in my close circle to be able to uh, work through this. So I just really invite you guys to not be silent. If you are, are really struggling with that or anything in your life, really, I just think it's really important for you to be able to be honest with yourself and honest with other people because your honesty may really help somebody else who may feel too weak to say something. And I want to say something to any man that's looking at this, you know, females too, but, you know, or if you have a, a a male in your life, and I can say this because I'm a male, a lot of men don't like to express their emotions. I've met so many men out there who feel like they have to be really strong and they're usually the ones that are afraid to go to therapy or they don't want to tell their spouse something or just because they feel like they have to be strong. It is, you're not weak. There's no less testosterone in your body if you feel weak or feel mentally weak about something. And obviously, like I said, it's for females too. If you feel like you have to be the strong person in your inner circle or your household is strong for your kids, you're only as strong as you take action to be, if that makes sense. So, you know, hiding things inside because you think that creates strength for you is also building on your weakness. So just don't be afraid to lift the weight off. I think that, you know, in exercise, the heavier we're able to lift, you're like, oh my gosh, that gives me more strength. But in real life, the more you're able to release the weight on your shoulders, that's going to give you more strength because you're not being held down by baggage that doesn't necessarily need to be there or stay there. It might reappear, but if you talk about things a lot, it will help release it, even in intervals, 30-second intervals even. I hope this really helped a lot. And like I always say, trust and believe in who you are. And trust and believe in your mindset. Listen to your mindset. Because if your mind and your body and your stress is telling you something, you have to take action. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.